Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live local and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. And welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey, Steve Travelis. You and me till 11 o'clock. Doing the things that we do, talking Jersey at 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. You'll see uh, where to get the best sliders in New Jersey and recommendations from the smithereens there as well. Anybody knows sliders, right? Uh, those things that we bought that we said, what the hell did we buy this one? Are on my page at nj1015.com. But this is the time of year uh, when people... Uh, Young people, kids, high school kids, maybe decide, trying to decide what to do with the rest of their lives. And um, we want to, want to give a shout out to uh, the state troopers, the New Jersey state troopers, uh, who basically saved a four-year-old boy named Parker who got lost in the woods with his dog. Uh, and this was down in Bonavista Township, New Jersey. His parents said it only took moments for Parker to disappear. He's four. He has no sense of danger yet. He's swift on his feet. And described the moment he realized his son wandered off from their home in Buena Vista, Atlantic City. Panic, absolute panic. I could not imagine the fear, the panic of losing, you know, just being without your children. Uh, one minute they're making cupcakes and next his son and their dog Toby were gone. And it was starting to get dark and the troopers came uh, and basically they found them. Uh, police found Parker after about an hour. Body camera video shows the trooper running in to get him. Uh, start in the woods, started running towards the crying, and the first thing I saw was actually the dog. Saw him doing some circles, so I figured he had to be close. Then I saw the child walking up. He was visibly crying. He was upset, said Trooper Ian uh, Emmy, uh, Parker's mother, not far behind. And, you know, this is what state troopers do. You know, we, we applaud them. And uh, right now, the state troopers are looking for people. Uh, they're in a recruitment campaign. And it's not a bad job. Or is it a bad job? I mean, it's not a bad job as far as uh, the pay, the benefits, the work, the career. You know you're helping people. You know you're doing good. You know you're protecting the state of New Jersey. Uh, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet are state troopers. Uh, if you've ever dealt with any of them, especially even in traffic stops. You know, they, uh, they're they probably the coolest. They just want to get the job done. And on the other hand, thanks to the way uh, police are allowed to protect you, thanks to the laws signed by Governor Murphy, especially when it comes to kids, we'll talk about that later, is it a job you want to have in 2023? Now, according to Superintendent Colonel Pat Callahan, the goal of the campaign is to get the most qualified and diverse candidates to start the process to become a New Jersey State Trooper. It's not about the most qualified and diverse. How about just the most qualified? How about just the best people for the job? 
Because if I need a state trooper, I want to make sure he's the best person for the job. And not because he was hired for some any other reason. But that's me. Uh, and then, you know, this is 2023. But what I want to ask you in 1-800-283-101.5, if you were going to recommend a career, right? Say you have someone trying to decide what to do with their life. Maybe, you know, maybe they are 17. Maybe they're in high school. Maybe they're in college. You know, they graduated or they decided not to go. They don't know what the hell to do. If you were going to recommend a career, what would that career be? Would you recommend someone become a state trooper? Right? If you, uh, knowing what you know about state troopers, knowing what you know about the police laws in New Jersey, would you, uh, you know, what they're able to do and unable to do? Is this a job you would recommend? I remember Jeff Dominski wrote an article on NJ1015.com, one of the most read articles in our history, talking about a letter to his son saying, please do not become a policeman. Eric Potts retired early. Uh, Love the job, but more and more cops are bailing because of the handcuffs they're having to wear while they try to do their jobs. 1-800-283-101.5. So my question is this. Knowing what you know, if you're a trooper, please call in. If you're a police officer, please call in. And if you're not, with a perception, call in. But would you recommend someone become a state trooper? Or if not, or any on a side topic, another topic, what job would you recommend someone do? You know, this would be a great career for you. Because there's so many careers that we find out about that we didn't even know existed. As you sit there in high school, programmed to go to college because uh, the best PR for college is what, mom and dad? So as you get ready to go to college, I was talking to Ryan about this the other day saying, all right, we should do the topic one night about how many years it took you in earnings to pay off your college degree. Like if your college degree costs $200,000 and from the day you start till the day you pay off that $200,000, not so much in student loan payment, but just in actual cash. Like if it costs you $200,000 for your degree and you spend five years working for $14 an hour, how long would it take you? You know what I mean? How much money have you made? But that's another topic. But 1-800-283-101.5, would you recommend someone join the police department? Someone become a state trooper? Great job, great benefits, great career. Risky, of course. But you know what? It's it's a calling. And there are people. And I guess the calling would be what would push people over the top regardless of the other side of it. Regardless of the, the handcuffs you have to wear today while you try to do the job. The frustration that you go through as you're trying to uh, put people away who continually get out. The other day when uh, Donald Trump got indicted and I read you the uh, the rap sheets of the prosecutors, of the, of the uh, criminals in New York that the prosecutors were not going after while they went after Donald Trump. Jim is in Glassboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? So, good. So my son actually uh, went to school for four years. He graduated at the top of his class with a law enforcement degree. He had applications into the FBI Secret Police of Washington, D.C., and I believe somewhere else local. Um, after he graduated, I believe it was in 
2021 or 22. Right. It was 22. After we had all this, this, this issue here in our country with BLM and all the other stuff. And the police were really taking, taking a beating on it. And being was from New Jersey, um, with having a governor that doesn't support our police departments and doesn't support our law enforcement, as far as I'm concerned, we talked our son out of it. And he went to school, like I said, for four years to, for criminal justice. So what's he doing now? And so he's actually a recruiter for a, a big company. Okay. And is he happy? So he, he turned his, he is, he is happy. Um, he, he wanted to get into law enforcement. Um, that was kind of one of his, his dreams. He wanted to really enjoy helping people. But after everything that kind of went down in this country in the last couple of years, he decided it was, you know, a lot more dangerous than it used to be. And something that he didn't want to take a lot of heat from being a police officer. He felt that it, a lot of people didn't respect him anymore, which I, I, I kind of agree. And my wife and I were very concerned uh, more about his safety because it's just, what you know what people were doing to, to, to the police officers yeah and, and, and we're, we're, what they can't do to defend themselves oh jim right I, and, and yeah that's another thing there in my opinion the police the police officers nowadays they're the ones that have the handcuffs on and when you have a, a governor that doesn't support our, our law enforcement um it's not a good combination i really feel sorry for these guys all right, Jim. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Would you recommend someone become a New Jersey state trooper? Would you recommend someone become a police officer in New Jersey? If not, if you were going to recommend the job for someone, right, someone just getting out of college, or maybe not even going into college, maybe deciding what they want to do with their life out of high school, and you're going to recommend the career, what would you recommend they be? All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Stacey, I'm going to give you more time. Are you looking to sell your home for the most money possible? Call Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Sellers in Edison decided to divorce and go their separate ways to sell their home. They reached out to Rob and his team who put Rob's unique marketing strategies to work to get the home sold. It took only 20 days to get 14 showings and multiple offers, selling the home for $536,000, which was $61,000 over the this price, enabling both to move on. Robert Dukansky's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from those qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj and start packing. His fast traffic. 101.5. Brought to you by Casino Pier. It's happening now. The annual Easter sale at Casino Pier in Breakwater Beach and Seaside Heights. Get the lowest prices of the year for rides, go-karts, games, and water park passes that never expire. Check out the offers on how to buy online or in person at CasinoPierNJ.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Every year, my father would go and get the passes for the kids. And we still got them. Uh, he died in 2015 at the age of 92. And we still got him. All right. So uh, state troopers are recruiting, uh, looking for people to sign up. Would you recommend someone become a police officer in New Jersey? If not that, though, what job would you recommend for someone looking for work? What job would you recommend for someone getting out of high school, maybe college, 
uh, trying to decide what they want to do with their life. What would you say? Stacy's in Somerset under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Stacy. Hi, how's it going? Good. How about you? Good. I'm a, a police dispatcher, so yeah. I see the other side. Um, I would not recommend being a police officer in the state of New Jersey, just with all of the, the issues that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. What do you see on the other side? Uh, like the domestic violence calls that come in, you know, and uh, the harassment calls, uh, just the, the threats, you know, having them to deal with all of that and the mental illnesses, um, you know, people calling in and their hands are kind of tied and, and, and what they could do with them. That's the toughest part, too. What job would you recommend? Uh, I would say, like, finance, demand planning that's up and coming, something to do like in the manufacturing industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, how long have you been at dispatching? Um, five years. Well, you must have seen a lot. Yeah. All right, Stacy. Go ahead. No, that, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that you see every day, so I I would not. Have you seen it? Have you seen a difference in the last couple of years in just how they're able to do the job, how they're able to execute it? Um, yeah, like your smaller towns are, you know, you, you don't have as many calls, but your bigger towns, it's going to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. And there is a, there is a difference over the last, um, five years that I've seen. Right. Well, this is state trooper. This is like to be a Jersey state trooper. They're the ones that are recruiting. Hi, Stacy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. The, the one man I'd want to get the opinion of right now is a man who's a retired detective from New Jersey and whose son has become a police officer. Congratulations, Cameron. Eric Potts out of bed because he's working tomorrow morning filling in for Governor, I mean, for Bill Spadia. I was for Governor Spadia. <laughs> in this morning, too, so don't forget that. Oh, I almost, I, I slept through this morning. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why I'm so lively. Yeah, I got my alarm set. So now you you were a police officer. You worked your way up to detective, and then you got out. And now the state troopers are looking. Well, Well, what would you think? Just leave. I retired. Well, I mean, you retired. That's why you got out through retirement. I'm sorry, you retired. Uh, But but I mean, all right. The state troopers are looking, knowing what you know, and seeing the way uh, police officers are forced to work in New Jersey today under this governor, would you recommend someone become a police officer? Absolutely. Okay. Steve, if there, if it's not for people who are willing to go out there and enforce the laws and do what needs to be done, even when your hands are, are restrained and there's there are a lot more uh, things coming down, regulations and things that we didn't have to deal with, you know, 20 years ago, Right. you still need these, these dedicated individuals to go out there and to, keep law and order and to keep uh, all hell from breaking loose out there. So absolutely, I would recommend it. Do I think it's it's uh, uh, a great job? Yes. Um, you're never going to change my mind about it. Now, granted, I've been out for 10 years. I understand. 10 years already? 10 years in July, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I understand that that policing has changed, and it's completely different than when I first started. But you have to have individuals who are willing to go out there and do what these these uh, these uh, gentlemen and ladies do every single day. If not for them, it would right. be chaos. No, I get. I totally get that. And now, like, to, and what made your son want to do it? 
I, I don't know. I guess was it you? Was it? Uh, yeah. Did he come to you for advice? I absolutely didn't push him towards it. Um, right. He's just something he wanted to do. He followed. Uh, he followed going into the army. You know, I went to the army and then he became a police officer. Or he's you know he's in the academy right now. He's uh, right. six weeks in. Um, but yeah, I absolutely re- I would recommend it to anybody. State police, local police, um, you know, prosecutors all of his count working for the county, working for the sheriffs. Yes, I would recommend it. Um, it's it it still pays. It's still a job that pays pretty good. It still has benefits. Terrific benefits. But more, than, but more than anything else, we need people to be out there and be that thin blue line. Well, you know what? You talk about the thin blue line. Why do they make it so difficult to be, uh, you know, on the right side of the thin blue line when you're dealing with all these government changes? Well, you got a lot of wokeism in government, so that that and that doesn't translate well into what police are trying to do. Um, you know, absolutely, there's been some abuses across, you know, across the board that police officers have have suffered for because of bad apples. But you know, we've talked about this to you know to our faces are blue, you and I. It's it it doesn't define policing. When there are bad apples, there are bad apples in every every aspect. But ninety nine point nine percent of police officers are righteous, doing the right thing out there, and doing no. everything to get home to their families, but to keep you safe from the from the uh, from the uh, the wolves out there. See, I'm not, sheep dogs. I'm not thinking of the bad apples of the cops. I'm thinking of a police officer. I'm thinking of the bad apple that you go out and you get this guy. And you bring him in. He's out in ten minutes. You get him again. You bring him in, like car thieves. Right? We've had a town yeah, hall on that. It's frustrating trying to do. You know, when you're trying to execute, trying to do the job, and your hands are tied. Imagine, imagine if they weren't out there, and imagine if they weren't making those arrests. Even if the people are getting out right there, imagine if there was nobody out there doing that. And no. there you have your answer. Yeah, it's a noble profession. We need people. We need good people out there. That's the thing. When you start. Defunding police and making them, uh, I know you got to go. When you start defunding the police and you're making them have issues uh, enforcing the law and and uh, you start lowering standards because people are leaving the job or they don't want to come into the job, start lowering standards, you start paying for that with quality of service and things going wrong. You need to keep, keep the, the good quality people in there and weed out the, the bad. The only problem is, you know, we're paying for that by making it more and more difficult for police officers to enforce the law. Sure. I, yeah, absolutely. That's Eric Potts, and uh, he's going to get some sleep so he can go back and talk more tomorrow morning. Thank you, my friend. All right. I'll see you, man. Good night. 1-800-283-101.5 at 7.30. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right, weather brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. Suffering with a gambling disorder, having a loved one who is struggling, don't waste another day. Call 800-GAMBLER now. They have representatives to assist you 24-7. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800gambler.org. All right, number to get to is 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about uh, state troopers trying to recruit. Would you want to be a cop in New Jersey? One of the things you have to deal with being a cop in New Jersey is underage drinking and how if you uh, pursue it, you may end up uh, in jail. That's just the way we are. Officer could face charges, potentially lose their job. So there is legislation that could give them some clarity. It's being introduced by Senator Anthony Bucco from Morris County. And uh, basically uh, what it is, uh, it gives them a chance it changes the law for underage drinking. 
so that cops would be able to do something when this happened. He's sponsoring a measure that would make it a disorderly person's offense if an underage individual is caught consuming or possessing alcohol in any motor vehicle, public place, or school. Individuals can face fines up to $500. So it's like, oh, we can't charge you with underage drinking because God knows that violates your civil rights. But we now have something we can, we can charge you with. Disorderly person's offense. Uh, and, of course, if there really is a problem, get them help if they need it. Uh, in addition to the fine, the bill also states that individuals might have to undergo treatment program or alcohol education. So it's got that component to it. But uh, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. How do you feel about this idea? Right now, the only thing cops can do when it comes to minors is uh, give them curfews like they did in Seattle City. You know, okay, let's let's not even deal with the problem. Let's just make them go home at 10 o'clock. But now there's something, disorderly person's offense, that can give the police officer some ammunition as far as trying to uh, police minors who drink underage in cars. You know, we had uh, Pat Colligan on here, PBA president, when uh, this all this ridiculous law came into effect. He's not even going to deal with the cops. He told the cops don't even deal with it. Just walk away. Everybody okay? Walk away. Because it just wasn't worth the risk of losing your job, losing your pension, going to jail for a fine that could be a $50 warning or something. Ridiculous. But now, disorderly persons, I like this. At least now there's something to charge kids with. So I want to know how you feel about that. You like the idea. I don't know who wouldn't like the idea. Except maybe, you know, some drunken 17-year-old is going to call me up not liking the idea. But on the other side, I want to know this. How old were you when you started drinking? How old were you when you first got served? Right? When you were able to walk into a bar, did you ever get served when you weren't old enough to be served? What's your story? 1-800-283-101.5. I've got a four-pack of tickets here to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show. And uh, give me a good story. I'll hook you up with the tickets. Okay? four-pack of tickets, Raceway Park, swing, Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show, uh, 14th, 15th, and 16th. You go to uh, racewaypark.com. But was there a bar that you went to? You know, I remember like the old Clarksburg Inn, which isn't around anymore. It used to be a great underage drinking place. The Central House in Jackson, great, a lot of people, a great adventure, were able to get served when they uh, weren't old enough to drink yet. And like a guy like me, I'm a tall guy. So if you're a big guy, chances are you got a good shot. Uh, and today, you know, if you're a kid, if you're 16, 17 years old, you have nothing to worry about because cops can't do anything to you. 1-800-283-101.5. Terry's in Delran on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Terry. Hi, uh, Steve. Nice to talk to you again. All right. We need tradesmen, 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 for yeah. goodness sake. Uh, you have to recognize the talent you have and mm. then take it on. Uh, go on with it. I mean, yes, college is wonderful if, if that's going to bring you to what you always want to be or, or like that. But we are living longer. And along with that, I am a retired musician. Uh-huh. Assisted living places crying for people. I, w- I used to make $90 an hour going all over Jersey two, three times a week. Right. I mean, they're crying for entertainment. It's out there. 
not just college, and I'm not putting down college. No, 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 no. It's not just college. And, and, and you have a talent. Go to these assisted living places. I'm telling you, it's so desperately needed. All right, Terry. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, we got Anelia in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Anelia. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm great. All right, so let me see. Now, we're talking about uh, underage drinking, and you got served. How old were you the first time you got served? 16. 16? Yeah. How would that happen? Tell me the story. Um, I walked into the liquor store, and it's my first time out trying because I'm originally from Willingboro. Um, I walked into a Trenton liquor store. Right. And I got me a little six pack. <laughs> 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 no ID. Now, did they ask you for ID? Nope. They didn't, they didn't even. You you didn't even have to get the go through the trouble to get the fake ID. You just walked in and grabbed the six pack. Yep, and went back home. <laughs> were they? Were, were you nervous? Like were you? Were you like kind of? No. I was nervous. I was a little. I hang out with a lot of people that are older than me. So, with that being said, you know it was. It was weird, but it was an experience. Now, were you alone when you went in, or were you uh, with the, with your older friends? Um, I was with a group of my friends, and we just went in there, and they let me get a six pack. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I now, do this again. Uh, have you gone back and done it again? Had to go back and do it again, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's still so now you got your favorite liquor store. Don't mention it, but you got your favorite liquor store. Yeah, I had my favorite looking at 16. I actually got in trouble when my mom found out. Uh-oh. How did your mom find out? Um, She came downstairs in the basement and seen me drinking a six-pack. She's like, hey, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, oh, man, I can't lie to my mom. And I told her where I got it from. And she's like, that's just terrible. Oh, Anelia, already I love you. You can't lie to your mom. As a parent, I think that's great. Because I would have said, I don't know, it was here. I found it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> threw it away. What do I know? <laughs> How do I know it's not your six-pack? What are you doing here holding a six-pack? Right. All right, Amelia, do you remember the brand that you bought? Um, say that one more time. What, what kind of beer did you buy? Oh, no, I didn't buy uh, beer. It was uh, Smirnoff. Oh, a six-pack of Smirnoffs? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I got it. Uh, good for you. Good for you, Anelia. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You know what? Get, get Anelia a call back. We'll put her in the hopper. All right. I want to know. I want to know how old were you the first time you got served? And uh, how do you feel about this law now if you're drinking underage instead of having the cop risk his career? It's a disorderly person's offense, punishable by a fine of up to $500. I think it's a good idea. What do you think? Jersey Radio. This is an awesome topic. New Jersey 101.5. When I was 16, Dad used me as unpaid labor on renovations. So when a customer offered me a paid job as an apprentice plumber, I took it. Paid beats unpaid. Now, I could say I love plumbing from day one, but what really clicked for me was starting my own business and hiring other plumbers because I was able to create a future for them that they wouldn't otherwise have had. And that forced the rethinking of paid versus unpaid because running the company ethically and professionally forced a few years where I went unpaid. So I'm early 20s, married, with kids, and doing things right meant living on Kelly's salary as a paralegal. Lucky me, Kelly's the greatest wife in the world. Aww. So I can proudly say that even on my darkest days, I've always, always done right by my customers and employees. 
And Service Professionals has always been the best company to work for and the only company to call for plumbers, electricians, and heating and cooling technicians you can trust. At serviceprofessionals.com. Some troubles on the north and southbound side of the parkway. This report sponsored by Progressive Insurance. On the northbound parkway, pretty heavy for about a mile and a half. Index at 132 in Island. That's all because of an accident being cleared. Heading southbound, we're still jammed up as you go south of 143, down towards exit 140 with a crash. And slow again coming down towards exit 132 and exit 130. A lot of volume on Route 1 north as you go north of 287 up towards the parkway and Woodbridge Center Drive. On the turnpike traveling southbound, looks like an accident now on the shoulder of the car lane as you approach 7A, delays have basically thinned out. Still some volume on 280 westbound across the Stickle Drawbridge into Newark. But once you're west of exit 14, you're doing better. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Traffic every 15 minutes. Your next report at 748. I'm Mike Barker on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey 101.5 instant weather. We'll have a couple of showers, even a thunderstorm around this evening, which could bring a downpour and gusty winds. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and breezy late. Lows will be between 45 and 50. A nice day tomorrow, although it will be much cooler than today with a partly sunny sky. Highs between 55 and 60. Partly cloudy and chilly tomorrow night. Lows will be in the low to mid 30s. And sunshine and some clouds Saturday. Highs in the low to mid 50s, although it will be mostly in the mid to upper 40s down the shore. I'm meteorologist Brian Thompson. We are looking right now at 79 degrees in Lawrenceville, 68 degrees, Chester, 56 degrees, Stafford, fast traffic, instant weather every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelyse. All right, how do you deal with underage drinking? How do you deal with minors who are unruly? They drink, they smoke pot, maybe they're in cars. Well, police, thanks to uh, Governor Murphy's new laws that could have them thrown in jail uh, for making an arrest, pretty much walk away. Or in some towns like Seattle City, impose a 10 p.m. curfew. Nothing like, nothing like being 20, you know, 16 years old and have to be home by 10 o'clock at night in the summertime down the shore. But what are you going to do? You know, it's funny because people, you know, the, the kids look at that and go, I can't believe it. And I guess I still think like a kid because I'm looking at that saying I can't believe it. And we put a poll up in like 60, was it 80%? Yeah, make them go inside. Make them stay in. Bunch of, bunch of old guys. Get off my, get them off my lawn too while you're at it. 1-800-283-101.5. So, um, Tony Bucco from Morris County has come up with an idea. He's a senator and he has come up with the idea of uh, charging these kids uh, with a disorderly person's offense. And the disorderly person's offense would be a fine of up to $500. I love the idea. They could be uh, caught consuming or possessing alcohol in any motor vehicle, public place, or school. So my question to you at 1-800-283-101.5, give me a good, a good story. And I will give you a four-pack of tickets to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show, which is April 14th through the 16th. The first time you got served underage. Have you ever been served underage? Was it at a bar? Was it at a liquor store? How old were you? Were you nervous? Did you? How were you able to pull it off? And did you go back? You know, it used to be a lot easier. I remember well when the drinking laws. Think about this: drinking laws are twenty one now. So if you're going to get served under twenty one, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, you may be able to pull off twenty one, right? But when the serving, you know, when the drinking laws were eighteen, I was getting served at sixteen. It was a bar in Madawan, the Barbary Coast. 
I mean, there, and there were certain places you knew these bars that you could get served in. Yeah, these bars aren't around anymore. Well, 1-800-283-101.5. Susan is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Susan. Hello, how you doing? Good, how about you? Okay. Uh, yeah, you're talking about underage drinking. This is really kind of a goof or something like that, but this right. has got to go back to like 1965 when I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. My father and I used to go to a local bar restaurant around here, which uh, I don't know if I should name it or not. But uh, Is it still around? It is. Don't yes. name it. Don't name it. Uh, anyway, we'd order a pizza while we were waiting for our pizza. We would sit in the bar area. He'd get a beer. I'd get a birch beer. And uh, anyway, the bartender comes over and brings us our beverages, and he puts a beer down in front of me. I'm like, huh? Daddy? <laughs> He's like, no. You know? Uh, he was probably, he probably, I don't know. You think he actually was serving? He, he just goofed up. I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I this was. For some reason. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though, because, you know, well, you know what's funny? Like, did your father, when you were little, did your father let you drink beer? Uh, on the holidays, uh, we would get like a little bit like that or a really like weak whiskey sour or something like that. But for the most part, no. Yeah, it was the same Nobody way. Nobody in my family really drank, you know, except on, on like if Christmas, New Year's or something like that. Well, you know, like like when you were a kid, it wasn't. That's funny. My sons have no interest in it. But like when I was a kid, you want to sip a beer. I remember when my father would have wine. Uh, I, he would give me wine and he would give like maybe like a quarter wine, the rest water. And I know like in Europe, they're drinking wine all the time. You know, I mean, that's just from the time like in France, I think you're, you're always, you're raised on wine and they have no problem with it. Yeah. Well, when I was a little kid, we had an old bottle of wine down the, down the cellar and I would mm. bring it up like maybe once every New Year's or something like that. And after a while, uh, it, it got pretty nasty. You know, you could take paint off with it. But. Yeah, really. But, but but you got to drink it, so that was a good thing. Thanks for the call. All right, we'll take us in the next hour. I got Joe, I got some other people buzzing in, and I got an open slot, so do jump on. I got tickets here. I got family four-packs to Raceway Park's uh, Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show, the 14th through the 16th. Give me the best story. Have you ever been served underage in New Jersey? And how do you feel about this idea of uh, disorderly persons? You get caught, you're a minor, you're drinking, you're smoking, you're in the car, public place, alcohol is there, and you can get a fine of up to 500 bucks. Love it. Some, somebody's actually thinking of solutions instead of just bitching about the problems. Not New York, not Philadelphia. For the Garden State's most reliable weather forecasts, count on Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Weekdays on New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. All right. All right. Steve Trouble scan you through the night. You and me at 11 o'clock tonight doing what we do at 1 800 283 101.5. Go to nj1015.com, tell you where to get the best sliders in New Jersey. You know how much you like sliders, right? Smithereens even jumped on that one. And uh, we've also got the stuff that you bought that you can't believe that you bought. Uh, the Museum of Failures making its way uh, around the country. It's in Brooklyn right now. So we gave you some of the ideas of the products that uh, we was dumb enough to pay for. Uh, right now, uh, they're dumb enough not to charge uh, minors in New Jersey if you're drinking, if you're smoking pot or whatever. Uh, it's hard to It's hard to bust kids today. Because of the new laws that basically put the police in jeopardy when they do so. So, uh, Senator Anthony Bucom has come up with an idea. He's a Republican from Morris County. And the idea is he creates this, uh, 
disorderly persons offense. And it's a bill, it's measure S3633, making it a disorderly person's offense if an underage individual is caught consuming, possessing alcohol in any motor vehicle, public place, or school. They could be fined up to $500. Now, you know who's going to pay that fine, right? Junior's not paying the fine. Uh, in addition to the fine, the bill also states that individuals may have to undergo a treatment program or alcohol education, which would be pretty cool if you say, look, we're going to bust you. You're going to pay the fine. And we're going to make you go sit in school for a couple of days and pass a test in order to get out of it. That would be interesting. But how do you feel about the law? But also, I've got these uh, four-pack of tickets here to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show, April 14th through the 16th. Next weekend, uh, it's Raceway Park's 41st Annual Spring English Town Swap Meet and Auto Show. And you get tickets at the gate. Get all the info at racewaypark.com. i got four of them here. And the best stories are going to get them, okay? 1-800-283-101.5. The best stories of you drinking underage. Where did you get served? How did it happen? Tell me a story. Mark is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? I love your show. Thanks, pal. How uh, you doing? All right. Uh, I grew up in Spotswood. Right. Okay. And in 1962, I was born. Okay. So when I was 18... Well, growing up, all growing up, the drinking age was 18. Yeah. So when I turned 17, I actually took my birth certificate. So I was born in 1962. Right. All I had to do was change that two on the end to a one. And nobody caught it? What I did was I took a, um, a piece of tissue paper, white tissue paper, and wet it with my tongue. I went to the library. They had a copy machine. And I, I put that uh, wet uh, patch right. right over the little two. And I made a copy of that. So I didn't ruin my original birth certificate. Nice. And, and then what I did, when when the copy came out, it came out 196. Good idea. The one nine, okay. And right. then what I did... Very carefully, I took a pencil and I looked very closely at the one from the 19. Right. I looked very closely at that one and tried to duplicate it on that blank spot. <laughs> you really put some work into this. I did. That's This is a true story. I believe you. And, and um, I made a copy of that copy. So after about maybe 10 copies. Right. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't tell. I was in Florida one time right. when I went with my folks when I was 17, and right. Florida, was 18, Florida was 18 too. Right. And uh, I went to a place called the Seahorse Pub in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And two cop, two two Broward County cops came in and re- demanded my ID. I showed them that. And all I had to show him was, I said, all I have is my social security card. And my signature was on my social security card. Okay. And, and so um, they ran my social security. Well, at that time, they didn't run it. They just had my signature. So all I had to do was sign my name, and they compared the both. Right. Same name. And that was it. That's how I, so I got away with it. All over Spotswood, Jamesburg, Old Bridge, East Brunswick. I was going everywhere when I was a youngster. Yep. That is a great story. 
That oh, I'm going to put you in the hopper. You qualify. You could be. You could win the tickets. All right, I like that. I like that. That that's a lot of work just to be able to get a drink. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was never a big fan of alcohol. You know, you, you have to acquire the taste for alcohol. Rich is in Jackson, New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Rich. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. First time caller, but long time listener. I'm glad you're here. Thank yeah. you, Bell. Yeah. So, so I got a I got a piece about about the whole spiel. Right. So when I was uh, when I was a youngin, I was working uh, construction. Right. And uh, I went in to the liquor store with with the guys that I worked with. I was 18, but uh, I thought I'd be sneaky and grab a bottle of vodka to put up on the counter. You know what I mean? Right. And um, never got carded. So I ended up buying it. I was able to go back to that store on my free will by myself now. So now I got one store. Then I, I did it again at another store in a different town. Then I did it in another town. Next thing you know, I'm a regular. And wait a minute. What and how old were you? I was 18 going on 19. And the drinking age is 21. Oh, yeah. And now, were you nervous at all? I mean, are you like, are you, are you bigger? Like, what makes, do you look like you're 21? No, not even. It was just uh, I, they saw the boots. They saw I did construction. I don't know. Maybe they wow. just assumed since I was with the other guys, you know, and, <laughs> and I was a regular. I would go in every day after work, get my bottle of vodka. And they just go, they uh, just, yeah, really. <laughs> and then go back to, and then go back to work drunk on the job. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I got, thrown, I, got, I got fired from a lot of jobs, pal. I believe it. Uh, real big addiction. I, I just... I just came back from uh, Florida, matter of fact. I have, had to go to rehab. Have you gotten any? I was going to ask. You got help? You okay now? Three years, buddy. God bless. God bless. Thank God, man. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. How about that? You know, I guess if it's just repetition, you know, then, uh, you know, then you're dealing with, uh, you know, they just go, okay, well, he must be okay. You must be used to it. 1-800-283-101.5. Look at the stories of the first time you got served. Manny is in Hamilton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Manny. Hey, Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm good, pal. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Um, so growing up in Trenton, um, I heard about this, this uh, place to serve liquor in Morrisville, PA, right across the bridge. They served uh I was real nervous back in the day. I was 18, and I started it out before uh, I even purchased anything. I said, hey, man, listen, I'm, I'm 18. I'll be honest. And he just said, well, your money makes you uh, 21. What do you want? The money makes you 21. What do you want? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so I just purchased uh, my first beard. Didn't really like it, and uh, that was that. You didn't really like it? Nah. Nah, you know what? So, so what made you start? Like, when, what made you? Did you ever start to like it, or do you drink something else? Or do you not drink at all? No, I only drink like hard liquor at parties with friends. But I would, I never liked beer. Never grew a taste for it. To me, it just tastes too bitter. It, it was such a waste of a kid who got served on the rage too, right? <laughs> you yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what did I do that for? All right, Maddie, I'm gonna put you in the hopper. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Give me the story. Did you ever get served? 
when you were underage? How old were you? How were you able to pull it off? Were you nervous at all? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevely. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? You don't really want. I mean, don't you want to enjoy your life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescriptions needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab is dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. You can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What would you do with $30,000? I'd buy the place. Make those dreams come true. Listen, weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., the Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 20 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams, we got big money. $30,000 Jersey cash code contest on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right, tell me the story. Did you ever get served underage? 1-800-283-101.5. Best stories could get the uh, four-pack of tickets to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show, April 14th through 16th. Uh, info at racewaypark.com. Let's go to Joe is in Burlington County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Uh, here's my story. Back in the early 80s, I was in high school. Right. And after a basketball game, we'd heard from some upperclassmen that there was a bar in Cherry Hill that, you know, we could get served that. So my friend and I decided to, to give it a shot. And we decided before we went in that I would go in first and sit down. And, you know, he would come in a couple minutes after me, like we didn't know each other. And, you know, we, we basically sit together. So I walk in and, you know, I see some of the kids from high school in there. So I sit at the bar, drafts for 40 cents. And I'll tell you how long ago this was. Uh, I sat at the bar. I 70s. Draft, I put a, yeah, early 80s. So I put a you know, a five or 10 on the bar. He gave me my draft, you know, made my change. So my friend walks in, uh, he was a little nervous. So he basically comes to the bar bartender, asks him what he wants. He said, Oh, I'll just take a draft. The bartender brings him the draft right. and he puts it on the bar and he stands there and looks at my friend and he says, 40 cents. So my friend <laughs> proceeds to reach into his pocket and start to take out 40 cents and change to give the guy money for the beer. And I thought to myself, well, that's it. We're done. Uh, you know, they're going to find us out. They're going to catch us. And uh, he didn't. I think the guy knew what was going on. So, you know, once he sat down and started drinking his beer, I said, then when you take out a $5 bill, you <laughs> get us both in trouble. Moron. So, uh, 40-something years later, we, we he, you know, he denies it was that bad, but we still laugh about it. Right. Uh, you know, good good memory. Uh, things were a little bit easier back then, you know, getting caught didn't carry with it, you know, what it carries today. So this law is probably a good idea. Uh, you know, you, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone needs to learn from their mistakes, but you know, you don't want to have something that's uh, going to prevent you from, you know, 
going forward as an adult and doing things you need to do as far as a job. Yeah, the problem today is not so much the... You know, the it's the it's the responsibility. You know, if, if kids don't kids know now the cops can't do anything. Yeah. So they're out there doing whatever they want. As a matter of fact, in some cases we had calls where people talk about how they taunt the police. Fifteen year old yeah. kids slap the cop and the cop can't do anything? I mean, come on. What would happen when we were kids if that happened? You know. So you need something. I'll tell you, I don't want my sons going out there thinking that they could do that or their friends could do that. I want them to have respect. How can you how can you say have respect for the police if you can if the police can't do anything and you can do whatever you want to them? But it all seems to have changed in the last four or five years. I mean, my kids are in their mid 20s now, but I told them when they were in high school, I said, look. You know, I, I, I know you're going to do things that I did and I'm not going to tell you don't do, you know, don't do it. Uh, but you have to understand that the consequences are much more severe now than they were when I was a kid. But it seems like it's almost gone the other way now. It has. There are no consequences. Exactly. It has. You know, and that that's the biggest problem with these laws that Governor Murphy signed where you're violating the civil rights of the minor. Get out of here. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Not you. Just Sean is in Hackensack on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sean. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm okay. All right. Tell me your story, Sean. I was 13 years old the first time I got served in a bar. Right. Uh, we used to go to this bar in Hackensack called Joey's Tavern, which is not there anymore. And uh, we'd go in after CYO basketball with like two bucks each. And the glasses of uh, beer at the time were 25 cents. I beat that guy with the 40 cents. 25 cents? Yes, yes. They were like small glasses. They were probably like six-ounce glasses probably. Okay. And they would serve those to us. And uh, I think you sound like you're talking from one of those glasses because you're breaking up a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But those, also, those uh, after we would drink our $2 or $3 worth and we'd be out of money, right. the bartender, who was an old man, would basically ask us for ID and then throw us out. After you drank, he'd ask you for ID and then throw you out. Every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, as soon as we ran out of money, they would throw us out. Well, you know, that was a brilliant idea, right? That's a brilliant idea because now he gets his money and he's still doing his job, right? He sold the beer and now he decides you need to be thrown out. Right. And, of course, that was back when the drinking age was 18. Mm. So after a year or two in there, when we started to look a little older, uh-huh. even though I was 13, I probably looked 10. But when we got to around 15 or 16, we started going to different bars that would let us in. That had girls in them. Now, were you big? The women. Were you like? No, I wasn't. I'm telling you, when I came, I was 13 years old, looking Uh like I was 10. Oh my god! I looked 10. Oh my god! But it was a different time. Like everybody's saying before, this is 47, 47 years ago. Yeah, it was a different time. You know, uh, you know, if if we did get caught, they would tell our parents, and then you'd catch a beating, and then. You yeah. go back out and do it again. Exactly. And they weren't throwing your parents in jail for that either. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the hopper, Sean. Hey, whoever I, I was just talking to, call back. I should have put them in the hopper as well. Uh, the guy who went into Cherry Hill from Burlington County and uh, him and the, and, and, and the kid with the, uh, with the 40 cents he takes out of his pocket. All right, we got these tickets. I got these, uh, these, uh, four pack of tickets to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and the best stories are going to get the tickets right now. Everybody's qualifying. This is, this is like, uh, the NCAA, the qualifying round. 
Uh, and just like they don't pay their players to pay, I'm not going to pay my players either. But some winner is going to get these four-pack of tickets. Steve is in Maple Shade on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Yes. How are you? I'm good yourself. Tell me. Not bad. Tell me your story. Yeah, me and my wife just came from Prospectors and um, Mount Laurel, and I'm I'm like right in between Cherry Hill and uh, Morristown in Maple Shade. I know what that is. My story started. Um, I started drinking. I started going to a place called Wide Herbs, right next to Fort Dix and McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey. Is it still there? That's a cheap pool. No, it, it, this was a place where horse and buggies used to pull. Oh, my God. Okay. It was called Wide Herbs, and it had the biggest pool table for a little guy. I used to shoot pool across the street at a little uh, arcade that had pool tables. And I used to go over there because I knew some of the older guys, you know, that were pool sharks. And they used to let me come in because I was a big kid, right. you know? That helps. Long story short, um, when I became 15, I went and stayed with my father and mother were uh, divorced. But mm. I went out to Albuquerque to stay with my father right. in the summertime. And I, I spent um, half a 10th grade. I was 15. I turned 15 in fifth grade. Uh, my birthday's in October. Right. And um, I was born in 1960. So I was 15, but my father was a jazz musician, and his job was playing in a band. He had a band called the Crowd Pleasers. Okay, that's a good name. So, yeah, it was awesome. My dad was like one of the, I mean, not just because he was my dad, but he was one of the coolest people I know on the planet. Uh-huh. And he's passed. Uh-huh. But, um, but before I left, I was coming home, and I was going to, you know, do the rest of my uh, 10th grade, and uh New Jersey when I came home and uh, he had friends at the University of Albuquerque that were making fake IDs and he says I'm going to get you a birthday present and I said ah that's cool dad um, what's, what are you going to get me he says I'm going to get you a, uh, a, a driver's license and you, they, get the out. Guy making, yeah yeah there's a guy at the university making fake um, uh, driver's license Oh man, that that is great! I'm gonna put you in the hopper. Hold on, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Did you uh, ever get served underage? <laughs> um, not that I recall. No, Steve, I don't. I don't recall no, being served okay. underage. No. You're a big guy. That would, I know you never do that. No, but no. Just, you know, but if you could, I'm an adult. Steve. Exactly. He's just way, way <laughs> beyond compare. Eight thirty five. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Senator Anthony Bucco has a law making it a disorderly person's offense if uh, minors are caught drinking underage in cars and bars in public places. We need something like that simply because right now the only thing a minor can do if he gets drunk is uh, have the cop possibly get arrested or lose it's his job. So uh, this is where we are today in New Jersey in uh, 2023. I like the idea, but I want to know about the time that you got served underage. How old were you? How did it work out for you? one 800 283 Best stories. Get four-pack of tickets to Raceway Park Spring Swap Meet and Auto Show. April the 14th through the 16th. Jim is in Morris County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hello, Steve. How are you, Jim? How are you? It's been a while. I did talk to you some time ago. I know. Where you been? Drinking. Uh, okay, I got to talk to you once in a while. I know. Um, I was up in uh, Greenwood Lake. 
Right. Okay. And when the drinking age back in the late 60s and 60s were uh, 18. So I went up there, I think I was like 17 years old. Wow. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you, you want to know something? Yeah. I am a very, very lucky person. I was up there and I went drinking. I went back with my friend. Right. At that time, do you remember the 8-track tape? The 8-track, of course. Yeah, the 8-track tape. Well, I had it in my glove compartment. It got stolen when I was in another place. Uh-huh. I can remember the place, too. It was called Point Lookout. But anyway, we went up there another time. Me and Actually, not looking drinking. out for the 8-track player, obviously. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, anyway, he, um, no, what happened was my friend was driving back because we went up there and we got to lit up a little bit. We were coming back. Okay. We were in Jersey on Berkshire Valley Road. And I felt a little tired, but we weren't drunk. I was so lucky. I laid my head back, and I told my friend to drive. What happened was he was coming back, and he started sliding. He said a deer popped out. So I woke up, and I grabbed the wheel, and I told him to hit the brake, and I just hung on to the wheel, and we went down a little embankment. And I almost had a beautiful new 66 Pontiac. Oh, no. I bought it from somebody. But I, I saved it. I, I ripped the roof off a little bit from the cable that holds the pole up. Uh-huh. So we missed a big boulder by a few feet. You're a lucky man. It turned around for me. It turned around for me. This is what it did. As time went by, and I'm getting older, right. I used to go to a couple other bars. Right. What happened was I knew this guy that had a produce business, okay, and he wasn't doing too good. So by getting in all the restaurants and going here and there, I wound up in the produce business, and I became successful. And I was in it for 11 years. Oh, I did listen to my father. He told me, don't drink. But let me to tell you something, though. Yeah. You could drink a little vodka with a little cranberry. Uh-huh. You could take some Johnny Walker Black. I know a guy who lived to 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> you know, on the other hand, the vegetable business, it did me a, it did me a big thing for me. I got into the business, and I became a chef. Okay? Not only the produce business, but working with my dad. This and is a movie. A contractor, and I listened to him. <laughs> but you know what? What's that? I'll tell you something. Yes. By being around the restaurants uh-huh. and going out having a little drink, right. I got to know a lot because I was in the produce business. Right. You know what I did a lot all my what? life? I what? ate a lot of vegetables. <laughs> you could have had a V8, Jim. Hey, I ain't kidding. You want to know something? It's 8 o'clock right now. I'm yeah. driving home from a job. I'm 72 years old. I am very healthy. But it's 5 I'll o'clock do, somewhere. a little vodka. I'll take a little vodka, uh-huh. a little cranberry, uh-huh. and you want to know something? It ain't going to hurt you. No. Nope. I knew a guy that was a real estate developer. He had vodka and cranberry, and you know what happened to him? What's he lived that? to 94 years old. 94 years job. old. Jim, you know what, he did? what did he do? They put the vodka in a thermos bottle, and he put cranberry juice in it. And what it does is it's good for your kidneys. It cleans it out. But he didn't drink like an alcoholic. No. He drank like, you know, a little bit each day. Guy's got vodka in his thermos bottle. He's not drinking like an alcoholic. That would be silly. Yeah, but he, he lived to it. This guy was a very well, very well successful friend. His That's son-in-law great. is my yeah. But you know what he told me, though? You know what they what had to do with these? They had to take the 100 proof away and go to 80% because a lot of people were getting drunk. A friend of mine had a restaurant, uh, catering hall. Got a Rangers, lot of friends. Okay. And, yeah, yeah well, I know a lot of people. You're a lucky man. Uh-huh. Going out to the restaurants and having a drink and <laughs> meeting people and being in that business. I also had a restaurant mm-hmm. for a while, but uh, I enjoy being in the contracting business. Uh, you know what, Jim? You ha- you have a great life. Hold on, I'm going to put you in the hopper. That is one hell of a story. Yeah. One time ago, a few years ago, around Memorial Day, I oh, yeah? my dad was in the service. Yeah, on the B twenty four bombers, he bought a. Oh, sorry. You know what, Jim? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go back. Jimmy, what were you saying? I, I hit the wrong button. Go ahead. Your father Your father was in the service in the B-24 bomber? I talked to you last time. My dad was on the B-24 bombers. It was the Army Air Corps. Uh-huh. Two missions with Jimmy Stewart. 
And oh, wow. what happened was when he got on the plane one time, right. the mission was over. He said when the missions were over, he always rode up in the front to watch that pilot. He always told me something I learned from him, and that's why I started away, got away from drinking. What's he that? says, no, just what is what. And believe me, I listened to him. All right, Jim, I'm going to put you on hold. Oh, my God. You know what? When you get out, when you get out to uh, Raceway Park, tell him that story. That is, that's a movie. We could make a movie, the life of, you know, the life of Ryan, life of Jim. Tony is in New Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. What part of Jersey in, Tony? Right now, I'm in the right outside of Princeton. Oh, good, Tony. How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you doing? All right. Tell me the story. I, 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 well, I have a, a little comical story. Good. When, uh, when I just got out of high school before we were, going to go either to college or in the service my buddy and i got a job at rca and which is no longer there uh and we got a job in the printing department so we like to party all the time because it was a lot of fun but we had trouble getting into the bars because you had to always had to have id right so we took our draft card and we copied our draft card and we changed all the information on it to show that we were 21 and uh, we got in every bar that you can think of. The best part was Wildwood. When Wildwood was happening with all the bands, all the headlines, Jerry Lee Lewis, Fats Domino, you name it. We got into every one of those bars. Nice. And that was the, the cream because we got the best women going. That was, that was the that was the best. Thing. Those were the days, right, Tony? Yeah, those were the days. All right, was just happening, but uh, it didn't last too long because one bouncer was smart enough to read the card. We, the one of the numbers that we didn't realize was your birth date when you were born. Number. So he says, you guys are not 21. <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, get, that's right. Get out. But that's the only way we can get in because you're ID'd, even at the Jersey Shore. When we used to go down to the Chatterbox, Parrot Club, any one of those, you couldn't mm -hmm. get in. Well, yeah, and they were very, very strict about that. Tony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. On New Jersey 101.5. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Senator Anthony Bucco would like to introduce a bill making it a disorderly person's offense if an underage minor, that's kind of redundant, right, is uh, caught drinking alcohol in public, your bar, a car. I love the idea because right now police can't do anything about it except uh, mandate curfews like in Seattle City at 10 o'clock at night. So I want to hear the story of when you got served underage. Let's go to Jiffy's in Manalpin. Hi, Jiffy. Hey, Steve. What's up, pal? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, my friend. I got a good one. I okay. was 16 and we're going out to this club. I bought my friend Joe's. I did his birth certificate, right? We didn't have IDs back then. Right. He was 18. So I hand it to the bouncer, and he looks at me, looks at the person, he goes, what's your father's name? Now, I knew Joey's father only as Dipper. I didn't know his name. And I was just like, went, Dad. Rat <laughs> row. Yeah. I said, Dad. And the bouncer just cracked up, handed his birth certificate, and let me in. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that, Jiffy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That's that's called treachery. I like that. Uh, thinking on your feet. Brian's on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. Hey, Steve. So this is about my brother. He was three years younger than me. Right. When I was stationed in California at the time. Right. He went to DMV with my birth certificate, I guess, said, hey, my name's Brian. I lost my license. Right. And this is back, I'm 55 now, so this is years ago. He went in DMV. They gave him a license with all my info and his picture on Get it. Get out. So, so he was 17, walking around with the perfect ID. Didn't say duplicate, didn't say any of that stuff. That was brilliant. Oh, it's awesome. And back then, they didn't track anything. No. It was on file or any of that. So It was so much more fun back then, Brian, wasn't it? It was just so he much was 17, fun. He was 17 and having the time of his life. Uh-huh. And then when he turned 18, he lost all interest in drinking. I wonder how many people do that. You know, it's like, it's great when you, like, once I turned 18, I didn't care anymore. It was like, okay, I can do this anytime. Now it's no fun. Well, see, well, for me, it was still 21. Drinking age was 21. When yeah. Oh, yeah, you were there for the change. Yeah. yeah. I was there for the 18. Brian, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Steve. You know what I love about you the most? What's that, Andrew? You make me feel like a VIP, man. You, you are make- a VIP. You're a very important Andrew person. Prankster. Very important prankster. Very important prankster. That's good. Okay. All right, so so I bring now material. Tell me, gotta bring, it's a two-joke minimum when I show up, you know. It is absolutely a two-joke minimum. Do you have two jokes? The reason I'm also talking to you like to stole, i got to remember what my story was. Ah, we were talking about getting college. served underage. I was, I was off of college, okay. and I was 17, like, th- three months. I turned 18 after I started class in September. Right. Drinking age was 21. I met a friend, and we started playing pool and stuff. Before the school started, a couple of weeks before it started, classes. Right. He said he knew a guy that could make me a fake ID. So I was like, yeah, I'm all in. Uh-huh. I said, how much is it? He said something like 50 bucks. or That was like a bargain, it seemed. So going to the bar, the first time I remember going in, bouncer looks, because I was even not shorter than I am now, but I was like 130 pounds, 135 pounds soaking wet. Right. How tall are you now? So he looks at me, looks at the thing. Right. He goes, how old are you? And I told him, 21, you know. Right. So I go in. I remember the pictures of beer were a dollar. Right. We're talking 1987 or something. Right. And you remember there used to be a, a beer drinking game or drinking game called uh, Quarters? Quarters, yes. I do remember Quarters. You bounce the quarter into the shot glass and then you point who you want to drink. Right. Well, it was like six of us at the table, and there were two girls and four guys. Right. And any of the guys, they always pointed to one of the girls. It was kind of amusing. And I noticed there was one girl. Right. She showed a different method of how to play quarters. She rolled it off her nose and really? like bounced in every time. And I started to try to learn that technique. <laughs> so, okay. Anywho, yeah. I ended up getting kicked out, not because they, they figured out I was too young, yeah. but I was I got so drunk, I drank about a pitcher of beer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a drink called a kamikaze? I have heard of a drink called a kamikaze. I wonder what is in that. I have no idea to this day, 35 years later. I, You know what? I used to know. I had a, when I worked on a Howard Stern show doing the updates, the guy who produced, who ran the board, could, he once drank, I watched him drink like 15 kamikazes and nothing happened to him. 
was he like very overweight? No, he was very uh, he was very he was much, very much in shape. But just he could handle it. We were all getting bloated like under the table there, and he's just ah, no, can I have another one, please? Can I have another one, please? Yeah. No problem. You ever you ever watch any videos about Andre the Giant on the internet or YouTube? No, I worked with a guy named Andre the Gardener. He was a lot of fun. But listen, Andrew, said, I got I got to hit the news. They said now. they said Andre the Giant was the world's greatest alcoholic. I wouldn't doubt it. Bill Spadia. We are so in need of common sense. Thank you for listening in the morning. I'm not going to steer you wrong. The fight continues, right? Weekday mornings on New Jersey 101.5. Are you digging in with me? And NJ1015.com. Whatever gets you through the night. Got a little misfire there. All right. Steve Trevelis getting you through the night. At 1 800 283 101.5. You and me till 11 o'clock. Headlines and treblines coming up at 10.30. It was great having uh, Bob DeBono in here last night as President Trump for the trivia. A good time was had by all. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you got you got Gemini on one side. You got Donald Trump on the other side. And uh, not only that, you got Mark Riccadonna. You got Justin Gonzalez doing Freddie Mercury in person. It was, it was the best. It was the best. And, and, and everybody knows it. We do it on uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, go to NJ1015.com and uh, check out the best sliders in New Jersey. I put that up for you. And also the uh, place, the products, the products that we actually bought and regret. And we never tell anybody we bought them. But there's a museum of mistake going around. And uh, what would we put in it? I put that in there for you. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. How often do you read the newspaper? And I ask that because in Reddington Township, they have a newspaper, but they're not going to use the newspaper anymore. They are getting rid of the newspaper because they have launched a Facebook page. And the Township's committee's decision to hire a private firm to create and manage the Facebook page and end its contract with the Reddington News, which is a monthly newspaper mailed for free to the Township uh, 6,000 homes, caused a stir and criticism because of the people who uh, don't have computers. Front page article in the April issue of the Reddington News said its publisher is exploring ways to replace the revenue. Uh... But the question here is more about, you know, there are people who complain we don't have computers and now we have to rely on Facebook. Uh, the membership of Facebook has increased dramatically since they started doing this. And it's a more cost-effective idea than the municipal page in the Reddington News, which they had been buying. Uh, but the question is this, and the reason I bring this up, does anybody... And I know they sell newspapers, and I'm not in any way degrading the newspaper business. But is anybody still reading newspapers, or are people just attuned to go online? You know, when the newspapers put the stories online, they kind of hurt themselves. They kind of, you know, almost destroyed themselves. And now they're trying to charge you to buy the stories. And I I could throw that in there as well. You know, the idea that you you go on Facebook, you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, somebody puts up an article from the Wall Street Journal. It's a great headline. You want to read it. You open up the article. And next thing you see, they won't give you the article, but they will give you a, uh, a, a subscription to buy the paper. 
and then you have to click on and subscribe to the paper. If you're going to do that, you shouldn't be allowed. Or you should, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to post that. Because I'm not looking for solicitation. You're you're telling me, you're giving me an opinion, you're giving me a story. So if you're going to give me the story, give me the story. Don't give me the story and then ask me to buy it. Does that make sense? 1-800-283-101.5. And the other thing, too, is I'm just wondering, like, you know, once upon a time, on a Sunday, you came home, a Sunday morning, you know, you get the, the, the Star Ledger. I would get the Star Ledger Sunday paper. Everybody goes and gets their section. I would take the sports section. You know, who would take the cars? Who would take the comics? Who would take the living section? You know, you can pretty much divide it up by family. And then you get your uh, you get your coffee, you get your bagel with the schmear, and you sit there and you read the paper, and it's spread out all over the living room, and that's Sunday. Uh, does anybody still do that? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm just wondering, like, do you have a problem uh, should Reddington get rid of the newspaper and go strictly Facebook page, or should they keep the newspaper? What would you do? How often do you read the newspaper? And are you upset when newspaper articles are presented to you and you open them up and instead of giving you the article they promised, they uh, force you to buy or tr- solicit you to buy? It's not like buy it, we'll still give you the article. Would you like to buy it? No, I want to read the article. But instead, no, you can't read the article. Unless you subscribe to the paper. I hate that. So 1-800-283-101.5. And if you do read the paper, please, God bless, let me know. You know, I haven't read a newspaper in years. Because I'm just so used to going online now. And and for the people who are complaining that they don't have computers, well, maybe you got to get a computer. Maybe it's best that you do get a computer. Why are you living in the Stone Age? It's 2023. Can you even live without a computer in 2023? 1-800-283-101.5. It's uh, Reddington Township. And basically, you know, they would buy a big page in the paper and put all their news on it. So now instead of doing that, they're going to do their own Facebook page. And I have no problem with that. And, you know, Jim is in Stewartsville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing really good. Long commute home tonight. Oh, where are you coming from? Actually, we just bought a car down in uh, Lakewood. What'd you buy? Bought my do- well, my daughter bought a uh, Subaru Crosstrek. Nice cars. Yeah, there you go. At least you can make it a long drive, but you got a cool car to make it in. That's true. That's very true. Okay. So what are you thinking? You still reading the paper? So you know, I I, I just tuned you in, and I'm, I'm I just picked up the phone. So let me get this. Let me get my voice opinion here. I uh, long term Star Ledger guy, right? And uh, I, I just had it when when they pulled the plug on Dilbert, and uh, you know, I I said that's it, I'm done, and mm-hmm. I canceled the the paper. And since then, I met uh, I met these two women who turned me on to uh, fourteen. 40, uh, 1440.org. Right. Unbiased. It's a five-minute new. It, it comes an email. Right. No more. I, I love the newspaper. You could take it anywhere. It worked in daylight. It worked in the dark. You got your phone now. You could do the same thing on your phone. 
Yeah, nah, it's not the same. Sure it is. No, it's it's better. Thing up, folded five ways, and you got you know individual (laughs) articles. You take it into the bathroom with you. I mean, come well, you on. can't take your phone into the bathroom, or you make you leave your phone outside. Well, it, it doesn't run out of batteries, okay? The battery, the newspaper doesn't run out of every five minutes, and the dog won't pee on your phone. That's another good one too, right? There you go. Uh, okay, you go. so you're so you're a newspaper guy, or what? Or you're you're a computer guy now? I, I I'm a computer guy, but ah, we converted. I really you. Love the newspaper. Yeah, no, I'm, I go I go both ways with that because uh, technology's great, but boy, it, it just call, it, it's just a pain, it's just a pain in the neck. What the technology? Well, yeah. Jim, what am I hearing? You you have a do you have a smartphone? <laughs> yes. You have a smartphone. It ain't too smart with you, Jim. I mean, you got to take the smart you take the smartphone. You go on the website and you read. It's got a light behind it. You can read anywhere you want. You could be floating weightlessly in in space and you could still read. The newspaper can't do that. Well, well you might you, you might it, it doesn't have the backlit. I'll give you that. Okay, the newspaper doesn't have the backlit. Okay, right now but you could be, right, let me. You're, you're in the car with your daughter, right? You're driving home. If you had a newspaper right now, you'd have it spread all over the car, confusing your poor daughter as she's trying to drive home. Instead, you got a little phone. You could call me. You could hang up. You could look at the phone. You could read. You won't bother her. She's driving. And you know what? Ask her what she prefers right now. Go ahead. I'll wait. Well, she she's behind me. She's following. Oh, me she's home. following you. And why do you think she's following you? Because she doesn't see a newspaper. She knows you'll get there. Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Do you still read the newspaper? Do you prefer the newspaper or the computer? 1-800-283-101.5. Reddington is going to wipe out their newspaper and go totally Facebook. Do you have a problem with that? And, and I'll tell you something else. Well, I'm going to tell you after the break. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Here's Fast Traffic. Z 101.5. Weather brought to you by Maple Leaf Farms in Manalapan, one of the largest garden centers in New Jersey. They sell wholesale to the public. They grow what they sell with the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more. Visit MapleLeafFarmNJ.com. The prices are insane. I got to do my Dr. Jerry Carroll for that. Uh, Steve Trevelis, still reading the newspaper? In Reddington, they want to wipe out the newspaper and replace it with a Facebook page. It's like paving paradise and putting up a parking lot for some people. Sometimes you just have to get utzed uh, into the present. Not the future, the present. If you don't have a computer, how the hell can you not have a computer? I don't care how old you are. You know, if you're old and you want to be young, you got to get a computer. Because at least that puts you on a level playing field with everybody else. But you can't bitch, I don't have a computer, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to have to call somebody with a computer and say, what the hell's going on? 1-800-283-101.5. Roxanne is in Browns Mills on New Jersey 101.5. You've heard that before, right? Yeah, and I love you because I was telling, uh, it's your laughter. I mean, it makes me so happy. You need to bottle that up and market it. You bring me such joy every time you laugh. You're the best, Roxanne. Thank you so much for that. You know what? Well, it's God's truth. I just love your station. Oh, thank you. So what do you think, Dad? Do you still read the newspaper, Roxanne? 
Well, growing up, my father, you know, he, he was, you know, in the Army, right. and he would always call me Junior, you know, because I was supposed to be born a boy, but I was born a girl. <laughs> okay. He would say, Junior, get out here and read me in Burlington County Times. I had to read the paper from the front to the back. Oh, you did? Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm sentimental to the newspaper. I, I think it should stay. Can you lower the radio, Roxanne? Yeah, just, radio? No, no. Can you lower the radio? Okay. Just talk into the phone, because you know what? The radio. I could hear the radio in the background. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. So you read the Burlington County Times from cover to cover? Yes, for my father. Uh, with re- reading That's Reuben funny. Frank on sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's, I, it's, I actually grew to love the sports. You know, like yeah. when I got older, you know, when I, you know, left home, I, I was like, oh, sports is my favorite part maybe that's the one he never made me read them you know i was the sports guy i would grab the sports section right i would go yeah and just take that away and i would sit there and read the sports section in fact my mom my parents used to give me money to go to church uh saint joe's church was on 14th and central avenue charlie's candy store was on 13th and central avenue so i would get 50 cents and i would go to church make a left and go to charlie's and i would get the star ledger a frosty root beer and a bag of wise onion and garlic potato chips and i'd sit on the ice cream box and i'd have the paper the sports section in front of me reading dave klein's column on the giants and then at the end of it i'd go home and I'd pass by the church, and I would get my program, which uh, my friend Pat O'Donnell calls your receipt from God, <laughs> so that I could go home and prove to my parents yeah. I went to church. No, you know, like when I skip Sunday school, uh-huh. you know, I don't want to talk to many people because, you know, this is my town here, but I went straight to the candy store. Yeah, <laughs> that's, where, you know, that's, where the real, that's where the real church was held. Roxanne, thanks so much for calling New Jersey 101.5. There she is, Rose. What's going on, Rose? Hi, very interesting subject. I just love the way we dumb down America. How are we dumbing down? Well, it's a matter of, in the old days, when you, the septuagenarians, remember, we used to get 17 newspapers a week. Right. We read them cover to cover. But you cover. don't need that now. They're all wait, there wait, wait, for wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Children made paper mache. Or you could wrap your garbage in it. You could take it back and recycle it. Or you could re- keep it around for a while and maybe go back to it without having to look at that light. You could give it to your dog. Yeah, yeah. Cat Line the cat litter box. There's a million things you can do with newspaper. My point is this. Yes. That it's great that everybody has a, a computer. I, unfortunately, as I went blind, was entitled to one. But New Jersey stole the money. But how are you going to read it blind anyway? The computer's better for you. It was it was supposed to be it was supposed to be active in the sense of rec, rec, you know between it would read to you but I wasn't allowed to have that because somebody decided to make off the yeah, money. But that but that's a different story. But We're talking about the newspaper story. here, right? Yeah, but the newspapers we had them. We did wonderful things with them. We made we made. But I'm not looking at you opportunity class here. I'm just talking yeah, about reading the newspaper. I'm just saying that we did other things than just. You can do other things with the computer away. too, you know. Oh, you can you can you can make a template on the computer. No, you could use them as a footrest when you're watching TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I mean, the to... you got you have you, having a computer, right? You wouldn't put an entire newspaper in your pocket, right? You could have your phone in your pocket and have access to all the information twenty four seven, up to the minute, right at your hip. 
Well, I get it on the radio. But what I want to say to you And is you have the computer people. and you have the radio in the same computer. We call it an app. But here's the deal. Yes. We have people out here who remember when they had newspapers. I, I have le- people out here remember when they had horses and buggies and not who knows anymore. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, well, I, well, 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 well. I've lived in Italy. I've lived in France. What's that got to do with it? They keep their newspapers. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's why they're not superpowers. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm th- you know what? Here's the question, though. I, I'm going to throw this out there, too, okay? Uh, given the choice, not so much given the choice, right? Should, should Reddington dump the newspapers and go strictly Facebook? What were the newspapers that you grew up reading? How about that one? And does anybody still read the newspaper? I used to deliver. I used to. I was a circulation supervisor for the Star Ledger when I was twenty years old. Oh my God, worst job of my life. Uh, I, your job was to make sure you have the delivery boys and they're delivering the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Then you have the district managers and they're deliver. They're supervising the delivery boys. Yeah, women, girls, whatever. Then you have the circulation supervisor who's over the district manager, over the delivery boys. Mm-hmm. If for any reason. There was an open route. Yeah. It had to be covered. I guess who got it? Oh, my God. Seven days a week. I kid you not. I am driving to Belmar from Marlboro to deliver 13 papers. Oh, my goodness. No rain. (laughs) And on Saturday, you got to put them all together so you can put them out on Sunday. Yeah, the coupons and everything, sure. Yeah. And, and like, you know, it's funny. Like, those, they're always trying to find people to drive. But the... um, the motor routes back then, which is pretty good money, they were making three, four hundred a week. Yeah, they just get up early in the morning. And I had a paper route you as did? a kid. Yeah, sure, of course, the Columbus Dispatch. All right, I had the Hudson Dispatch. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I used to go the Jersey Journal rather, and between Eighth mm. and Eleventh Street. Yeah. Union City, mm-hmm. like the toughest neighborhood. I'm trying to collect from drug dealers, <laughs> mob guys. Hey, can I just have the 50 cents? It's okay. You keep it. It's my, yeah, pleasure. It was, it my was, pleasure to give you the paper. <laughs> yeah, it was a slightly different scene that I was dealing with. What was your and, favorite? What was your favorite that you love reading? The You know, I... You know, as a diehard sports fan in Ohio, the sports page for the Akron Beacon Journal. Was is, that the one that Mary Kay Cabot worked for? Uh, no, that's the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Oh, okay. That's okay. the Plain Dealer. Terry Pluto writes for the Browns for the uh, Akron Beacon Journal. It's a great, great newspaper. You must know this. Yeah. Uh, who's the writer? Is it Will Heaton? Will Heaton for the Cle- for the Plain Dealer. No, have you ever heard of a sports writer whose last name was Heaton? Heaton. Because mm. Patricia oh. Heaton, who yeah. plays uh, Deb on Everybody Loves Raymond. She went to Ohio State. Her father was a Cleveland sports writer. Mm, really? Uh, well, that may, be, man. that may be predates me. That could Maybe. probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. All right, 930. Through all these pictures and advertisements. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to the end of your third paragraph, you must have seen about three or four ads. That That's all articles. That's all, it's everything on online. Yeah. But if you like, now think about this. If you bought a newspaper, there's stories on the left and the ads are on the right. So you never have to look at an ad if you don't want to. But the way they do it now, whether you see them or not, you subliminally see them because you're scrolling past them as you continue to read your story. That's called page views. Even magazines are doing the same thing. It's three quarters advertisements and a quarter of the articles. Yeah, they got to pay the bills. And that's mm-hmm. how they do it. What was the paper you grew up reading? Jersey Journal? 
Um, my aunt read the Daily News, and we, I think she read the Jersey Journal, too. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. brother still reads, I think he still reads the Star-Ledger. I didn't even know they still made the Star Ledger, but yeah, now it's uh, NJ dot com is online. So I, they still make the Star Ledger. Yeah, I think he still gets it every Sunday. How about that, Connie? Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. That's the thing too. Like, like we'll get the newspaper. Uh, they'll like we don't subscribe, but like they'll throw the Trenton Times on the door or whatever. And again, nothing against the newspapers, but the problem is they're so thin now and so expensive. But even at that. You know, even if they were exactly what you wanted, I just find it so much more convenient to be online with it. It's more comfortable read. I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to kill newspapers here. Uh, but the question here is, is anybody still reading it? Again, the, the fun of getting that thick Sunday paper and spreading it out all over the living room. And like Rose was saying, all the different things you can do with the newspaper afterwards that you can't do, you know, with your phone when you're done reading. Uh, but one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Question is a: How do you feel about Reddington dumping their newspaper, the town newspaper, to just go totally on Facebook? And b: What were the papers that you read or are reading? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I'm Steve Trevelyse. Stick around. Fifteen minutes on New Jersey one zero one point five. Steve Trevelyse. All right, we got Rob Brown in here, How producer. Doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, now, do you uh, do you read the newspaper? Are you a newspaper so, guy or not? I am not a newspaper person, sadly. But um, I get my news just like how you say, online. It's right. all there because I'm, I'm going to be honest, the whole thing of going to Facebook, I know exactly why they're doing that because that's where everyone goes for their news now. It's all about... It's literally just this easy. You look at a photo, you see a small thing. Okay, this person did that. Click on. Click on it. Now, okay, I got the whole story right there. They're complaining that people don't have computers and that they're mm-hmm. going to be screwed. But then sometimes you have to be thrust into the present for your own good. I don't know I mean, how old you are if you could live without a computer. And you know what? Elderly people are very good with computers. If they want to be, mm-hmm. if they don't want to be, there are a lot of people I know whose uh, parents and grandparents work online. They work well, not work, but they use online. Mm-hmm. You know, they use computers, they use their smartphones, they're bop, bop, bop with everything, and some of them like it. And then you get the ones who just don't want to be dragged into it, or they don't know what they don't know, and they don't want to know what they don't know. But maybe for their own good, if this is what gets you online then this is what you got to do. You know, I remember the first when I first went online, I was doing a morning show in Philadelphia on 104.5 and um, the, the Glenn Kalina show. And we were moving. Everything was going to go through email. So you got to get an email. You got you to gotta get a computer. You got to get an email account. You got to learn what this is. You got to learn. The, but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're so much better for it. So it's the same thing with people. Okay, maybe Facebook is the thing. Maybe this this newspaper dropping off is the thing that gets you on there. And computers are so cheap right now; they're not hard to get. Uh, and Chromebooks if, like what? Like it very very cheap. A couple hundred bucks, yeah, if that. And you consider what you're paying for everything else. And even if you get a used one, or somebody will know somebody that can get somebody a computer. They're not that difficult. But then once you get on, and you say, okay, well, here's where I get my news. Oh, my God, I can get so much more. 
I can watch a movie. I can go on YouTube. You know, it, it may open up a whole new world so that maybe you get these people who grudgingly don't want to do it because they're complaining that they're not going to get their free one sheet delivered to their house, that maybe they find that they're better off and that they can go online. And whatever it is they want to know, so I'm doing a computer commercial now, but whatever it is they want to know is right there for them. But uh, what was the paper in your family? What was the one that everybody bought on the weekend? So it was the Star Ledger. My family would get, so my family would usually get the Star Ledger uh, the entire week. I know this because um, I remember when the guy, I, he used to put it right on our, um, our front porch. Sometimes he would be so loud that he would slam it on our front porch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's my, my dad would bring it into work. You know, he would ride because he mm-hmm. commutes into New York. He would, uh, you know, take the bus or the train and he would read the newspaper. And sometimes he would also get the afternoon one, which would be the New York Post because he used to see this because th- this is how it used to be also back in the day because he used to buy this uh, – he used to buy the New York Post from this woman who would be on the side of the street and she would always say – and he would say every single day to her. He used to call her uh, – he used to call him Mista Mista is, is what he, she used to say to him. And she used to say Post Time Daily News and he used to get the Post from her every single day. And, and it's go. just one of those small things like a small interaction where, you know. Yeah, you, that goes away. It, you don't meet you don't the news. You don't see that. Well, and the other thing too is that the product has diluted and gotten more expensive. Like I said, two twenty five for a sheet of toilet paper. I mean, there was like nothing to this newspaper. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, like the Wednesday paper would be thick. The Saturday paper would be thin. Uh, I would get the Star Ledger, the Daily News, the New York Post. Those were the three papers that I would get. Uh, and then I'm trying to think, the Jersey Journal, maybe, because it was a guy named Jim Murray who wrote in the Jersey Journal. He was a very funny sports columnist, and I like that. But, uh, you know, it's it, it, it was a fun time. But right now, given the choice, way prefer online. Did you, uh, when, when you, uh, did you ever go to Catholic school? Uh, no, I actually went to public school. You went to public school. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever have? A, we're going to talk about crazy teacher stories coming up. The things that happen, the things that used to happen. Not in Catholic, well, in Catholic school, in public school, in any school. Heading out tonight? Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey one hundred one point five. They what? Steve Trevelis hanging out till eleven o'clock tonight. Easter weekend. This is uh, this would be the Last Supper, right? This was Thursday night. Would have been the Last Supper, and uh, that's when uh, that's when it got ugly after dinner. Uh, but I was thinking about this. You know, I was going to do this as the side topic. Like, if you were going to plan the Last Supper, like we know about the wine. We know about the bread. But if you were to plan the meal, what would you have had? Imagine that. Like, you, you're, you're going to order the menu. You know. Because Ray Rossi did this once where he was talking about, okay, you're, you're going to be executed. What would you want your last meal to be? And he had, like, you know. I mean, what would, I would want, like, come in here. Come in here. I would want, like, uh, first of all, 
First of all, there would have to be steak. I would want like a nice, thick, juicy steak. I want that. Uh, broccoli rob, because I like broccoli rob. This is like my birthday meal. Uh, homemade mozzarella, fresh mozzarella. That's got to be on the menu. Uh, but I mean, for one thing, like if you go, if you knew it was going to be your last meal, I'd want it to be 150 courses. I want like an American dim sum, uh, which is Chinese where they just keep bringing food to your table and they, they bring it in different plates and you, uh, whatever, whatever, at the end of the night, they count the plates and that's how they charge you. But if you were going to have your last meal, Rob Brown, like what would you want? What would be, what would be the Rob Brown last supper? So I am definitely getting a lobster from, we go lobster, right? from the lobster house in Cape May. Oh, okay. We get it. Lo- my family gets it once a year. Right. My, my sister doesn't like seafood. Uh, and we, we don't get lobster a lot because it's expensive. So when we go to Cape May every year, mm-hmm. we, we go to the lobster house. So I, I definitely. That is the lobster place. To, that is oh, the yeah. place to get the lobster. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we saw Miles Teller when we were there one time. He, did you watch the offer? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Amazing, right? Fantastic show. If they ever do the Richard Gere story, Miles Teller could play him. He's a great actor. Have you ever seen Richard Gere? Uh, no, no. Google, you got a computer in front of you, right? Yeah. Google Richard Gere and bring up a picture. Richard Gere's been in everything. He was in the first American Gigolo. He was in, uh, oh God, I can't remember one damn Richard Gere movie. Oh my goodness. How he much looks, does he, he look like? He looks just like Miles Teller. Yeah. I, I couldn't, every time I'm watching the offer, I keep seeing Richard Gere. You ever seen like those? American, he was in American Gigolo. Uh, oh God, what would, name, name some Richard Gere movies. Here, here they come. Because I'm going to remember them all as soon as you say them. My mind is like blanking right now. We got, okay, scrolling down now. Pretty Woman. Yes. Another I, one, Pretty Woman, Richard Gere. You know, he's a... Uh, he's got two upcoming ones. Oh, what's he got? Uh, they're called The Making Of, which is pretty funny because it's in pre-production. Okay. And uh, another one that's called Longing, which well, is in post-production. What are some of the earlier Richard Gere movies? So I'd probably... Okay, so they are saying more of his producer work, which is... Um, all right, don't worry about yeah, it. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, we all know who Richard Gere is. Yeah, How much is Miles Teller looking like He looks like, like the... Have you ever seen those filters where it's like, what would you look like if you're 85? Mm-hmm. It looks like they put a Miles Teller face on him. <laughs> on him, right? When he was young, they looked... I'm telling you, the offer is the story of the making of The Godfather. Have you seen it? Yes. It was amazing. It was really good. I had no idea how deep that movie was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how deep the making of that movie was. But I highly recommend it. You know, go online, get go on to Paramount Plus, get it. Uh, you could get it during the trial period, bang out the 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was riveted. And it's so, you know, it's funny. I, I, I had Kevin Gauthier in here. He does the thing, uh, Sacred Cow podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, where you find the movie that everybody else hates, but you love. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, that everybody else loves, but you're a critically acclaimed movie, but you hated it. And he puts them on and lets them do their thing. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, you know, The Godfather and all that. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't watch a two-hour movie. I can do an hour. I could do a half-hour sitcom. I can do an hour show. Mm-hmm. I could do three or four-hour shows in a row. But you say to me, I want you to sit through the movie. Somewhere in the middle, I will fall asleep. Really? My sister's the same exact yeah. way. My sister says a movie should only be an hour and 30 minutes. 
And then my it's mom said... It's your attention said, span. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, that that's the difference. I'm very happy you brought this up because now that's the difference between, like, my generation mm-hmm. and, you know... Uh, well, how much can your generation watch? Can you watch a two-hour movie? I, I mean, I can. But there's people who I know where I have to They're tell the them. They have the attention span. They don't want to watch Like, I'll be like, this is the best movie. This is fan. Like, I showed my friend Goodfellas for the first time. Right. I was nervous. He was going to be like, oh, well, how long is it? Because it, it could be a long story. But he went through it, and I said to him, it's 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 worth it. Though. How long was it? Was it two hours? It's like, it's like, two, and, it's like two and a half, half hours. hours right? Yeah. People don't have the way. I, I, you know what? And it's funny because, like I said, I, I, could, I can't do that. But I could I could do ten episodes of the offer mm-hmm. because you're cutting it up one one. I mean, you know, it's like you're hold up hold up in seclusion. Three o'clock. Want to do another one? Yeah, do another one. Yeah, do another. And you can't stop. Uh, but if they said we're going to do this long, like the Godfather marathon, couldn't do it. There's a seven and a half hour version of the Godfather. Out yes. There. Yeah. I can't do it. No. I, I, I could barely sit through for I could barely sit through like you know and I've watched it and I, you know but it's just too long and even like the movies that I really you know I'd have to be really into the movie one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five Anna Marie is in New Providence Hi Anna Marie Hi how are you Good how you doing Well you know who I am Anna Marie everybody knows who you are Really We all sit to go is this Anna Marie Maybe she'll call tonight We get lucky and here you are. Oh, God. Wow. Okay, so Officer and a Gentleman, definitely. Oh, officer and a Gentleman, another Richard Gere, right? That's a good one. Give me another one. Okay. Um, There's that one, right? There's that one. Well, the first one. Did you ever see Miles Teller? Um, no, who is he? He's the guy. There's a, there's a Paramount Plus show called The Offer, and Miles Teller is the star. He plays Albert Ruddy, who was the producer of The Godfather. I swear to God, Emory, he looks just like Richard Gere. I know that's what you're talking about right now. I I have no idea. I really didn't, and I'm pretty worldly. Oh yeah, well you got it. You got to go online. Google. But you're older than me. I will. I okay. will. All right. So what Every, everybody's older than you, Amber. You're 25, so don't worry about it. No, I'm 60. Oh, okay. In November. Oh, you are? Oh, no, okay. I'm older. Yeah, I'm older. All right. We'll check it out. And thanks for calling. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Richard Gere. We got dinner. We got Norman. We got the benefactor. We're out of mind. Uh, oh, my God. You know what? It's funny because those are here. Richard Gere movies, 12 greatest films ranked worst to best. Okay, let's see what we got here from Richard Gere. Looking for Mr. Goodbar, 1977. That was a good one. Uh, Time Out of Mind, 2015. Uh, Breathless. Breathless was the Jerry Lee Lewis song. Uh, it was a good movie. Cotton Club, 1984. Richard Gere, I'm Out There, 2007. Primal Fear, the one with Ed Norton. That's the one that I remember. Uh, Arbitrage, uh, Pretty Woman, of course, 1990, Days of Heaven, 1978, Chicago, 2002, American Gigolo, of course, 1980, and The Officer and a Gentleman. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I see what I'm going to do. we got headlines and travel lines coming up at uh, 1030. Yep. Between now and then, because we have two uh, two different stories here. 
uh, of teachers. You know, when teachers attack tonight on Fox. <laughs> we got a Marstown teacher. He's a coach. And he admits posing as a woman to meet minors. Yes. Coach Klinger uh, admitted to creating fake social media persona to solicit photos and videos from dozens of minors that showed them in sexual activity, according to U.S. Attorney Philip R. Selinger. And then we've got a teacher fired from holding for holding a child upside down. South Orange teacher fired Wednesday after being accused of holding an autistic four-year-old boy upside down by his ankles because he didn't want to do a school activity. What is wrong with these people? Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Track. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. I 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Can't believe a teacher, any teacher, would uh, hold a four-year-old autistic child upside down by his ankles because he didn't want to do a school activity. In 2023, you know, when I uh, when I think of the things that were done by teachers back when I was a kid, uh, it makes you shake your head and wonder. Uh, so you're lucky you missed that generation. You oh. missed you missed the part where the uh, the nuns and the priests and the brothers and the teachers could kick the crap out of you, and then after that, they uh, tell you parents who would kick the crap out of you. And I was lucky. Because my mother volunteered in school. So yep. when I got, here's what would happen to me. I would get in trouble. And what would happen is, first of all, my friends in school were all thought I was privileged. You're not getting in trouble because your mother works in this school. So you're not getting. What would happen is, I would get in trouble. And then they'd bring me down to the office where the principal would kick my ass. Call my mother in. And then she would kick my ass in front of the principal to show that she was more manly than the principal. And then I go home, and my mother, over dinner, your son pulled a butte today. And what did he do? Yeah, he's good. Don't do that again. That's what you going to say? Don't do that again? That's the way you raised the kid? What the hell kind of father are you? Oh, you want me to do what I'm to do? I would give him a beating. Oh, that I could do. Three times. <laughs> and then I go back to school. I go back to school, and my friend, yeah, you never get in trouble. <laughs> That's why I was such a good fighter when I was a kid. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and what happened? When I repeat, but I want to know. We got, we got a couple. We got seven minutes, right? Give me a story. Is any was it was it only me? What's the worst thing a teacher ever did to you? A teacher, a nun, a priest ever did to you in school? Were you ever? You never got smacked around. You no, never, I never got smacked around. But I was always. Uh, I was always nervous just in case because my mom would always, my mom, my dad, they would tell you the stories of of Hudson County Catholic yeah. School. Holy Rosary you know, Academy, St. Joe's of the Palisades. Yeah, my mom, uh, because my mom's got siblings who right. are, and they would know the siblings. So they thought that she was going to act just like them. So then they would be ready, you know, cracking the knuckles, getting ready for it, you know, like they, they, they tuning up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, speed bag. Oh, so so you're this person's sibling, huh? All right, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not my mom, but you know, you you have those thoughts where where you think, you know, that they're gonna act just like this person. So if they do this, I'm smacking them with the ruler, throwing them, throwing the they pencils did at the them. Ruler. Yeah, they did kneel down on the pointer. They did, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. We had, we had none, none, one nun, Sister Camilla. And what she used to do, she would wet her hand before she slapped you across the face oh. because she knew that that made it sting. And my thought when I heard that was, how did you even think of that? 
I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, the, the stuff oh. they the stuff they would do to us was unbelievable. Uh, but seriously, we had uh, we used to get smacked with this thing the janitor made called the Board of Education. And sometimes we'd have to pull our pants down and lean over, and she would smack us, you know, behind with the board of education in front of the whole class. That was a lot of fun. There was one time when she was going to cut my tongue out, and uh, it got to the point where she actually had me uh, in front of the class with my tongue out, and she had the pair of scissors. Yeah, and the idea is, I guess, they got to wait for you to start crying, to start breaking down, so they could break it down. Surprisingly, a lot of people abandoned. I don't know. Uh, this is all true stuff. I mean, this happened. one 800 There was a biology teacher, Mr. Sweeney, uh, who was just a guy. And and he tuned me up in front of the entire class. And what are you going to do? You can't hit back, right? Which made it easier when you're out because those guys, you could hit back, you know. Uh, Jeff is in Eatontown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jeff. Steve, how are you, my brother? Good. How about you, pal? Listen, I got to tell you really quick. You are the only person in the world that makes me hate Fridays. Why is that, Jeff? Because I drive a truck and I'm usually on at night. And on Fridays, you are not here. Oh, Jeff, that is so, that's so nice of you, Jeff. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> so, listen, really quick. I, um, I'm... 52 right now. Right. I went to a private school. I won't say the name of the school. Right. Um, but I was not a good kid. And I had... Uh, <laughs> to put it mildly. Uh, you know, spitballs were a thing and going through teacher's desks at mm -hmm. some point were another thing. And I always had this gift right. to uh, be able to get into, the, which is why I drive a tow truck now, because I can get into any car so right. I can get oh, into good. any teacher's desk. Okay. But um, I apparently put this teacher to the edge, and he took me out in the hallway. He grabbed me by my throat, mm -hmm. and he actually lifted me up against the locker. Wow. And listen, in retrospect, I 100% deserved it. Right. <laughs> so I'm not mad at the guy. Right. And I certainly did not go home and tell my parents because my they would have killed you. It would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, today it's the it today is the opposite. Just being grabbed by my teacher and and you know I just I dealt with it. I ate it. I mm -hmm. owned it. And that well, you you were lucky because like in my world, my they would have called my mother knew everybody knew everything was going on in school. I couldn't hide anything. It's funny, like now, my wife's got this with my kids because the one thing that we didn't have that they've got today is email. So, like, my my wife is emailing every one of my son's teachers. And believe me, when they, those kids can't get away with anything because, like, when I was a kid, I, we, you know, we didn't have that. You know, we didn't have email. Your parents had, The only thing your parents knew about school was what you told them. You know, when we moved no, out to Marlboro, that's the way God, it was. When we were kids, that yeah. we didn't have email and social media because I would have been one of these morons posting the things that I thought was cool 
and I would have gotten myself in much more trouble. Oh, yeah. When we moved, when we left Union City and moved to Marlboro, it was the complete opposite because now it's a public school. My parents were not involved. My parents commuted to the city. I was They were never home. I was practically, you know, home all day. So what happened is I, it was easy. I, I cut 66 days my junior year. I cut 43 days my senior year. They had no idea what was going on. Changed the grade, the report card. It was, I, I didn't care. I just, I hated Marlboro so much. I didn't care what they did to me. They had already done it to me. So I was easy to coast. But it was a complete 180. But, man, those years, those Catholic school years. That's what I. My God. I went to three different high schools in my four-year high school career because I was respectfully asked, to remove my property, <laughs> if you will. It sounds like the opening of the odd couple. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> On November 19th, Jeff was asked to leave his school. That request came from his principal. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You missed the era of getting smacked around by teachers, didn't you? Yeah, that never really happened. You're a lucky man. Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> It's a good thing that that went away, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. It is 1030. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelace. All right, we are three days away from Easter Sunday. The day when everybody will run around looking for chocolate bunnies. Do we have the, uh, let me see if I got this here. I should have put it in. We should have put in the Bill Hicks Easter. Do I have it? Hold on. I got the, we got the craziest system here. Where like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I know what I just did. I don't know what happened, but anyway, I'd like to bring up a bit, but it's damn near impossible to do. So in that case, let's just do this instead, shall we? I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? That's a very good question. What is going on out here? Here we go. Porn star Stormy Stormy Daniels said she absolutely wants to testify at trial about her alleged quickie with former President Donald J. Trump. Well, she's changed her testimony three times. She did, she didn't, she did, now she did, then she didn't. So, all right, good. You know why she's testifying? Because she wants to get her name out there. Absolutely. You know, this is like, uh, right now, she's like, depending on how long this goes, you know, this is like the 15 minutes of fame above porn world. So, right, if she testifies, then she'll be able to sell her merch and she'll be able to uh, get her name out there. And it's funny how they don't use, what's her real name, Stephanie Clifford, I think? Uh, yeah. They don't use her real name. Even even like in the indictment, they say Stormy Daniels. It's all about, you know, if they know her that way. Well, first things first, I knew something was up when I saw that she had a uh, a lip piercing. Uh-huh. Which uh which kind of caught me off guard. But I will say she had a recent interview with Pierce Morgan and she said like oh, the God. worst thing, I believe. She said, At any time, you're up in the public eye. It's scary. I mean, I used to get scared giving an oral <laughs> book report. An oral yeah. book report? She's scared. Out of out of all things the, though. The, she the, says 
an oral book report. As opposed to what? He, he <laughs> How must else have, would you do the book report? He <laughs> must have spit out his coffee when she said that. Yeah. <clears throat> How else would you do the book uh, report? Did right? you have any uh, yeah. evidence from that book report? Did like, you fart the book report? I mean, how else did you do the book? An oral book report? With all the things she's done on camera, yeah, this is the thing that's going to scare her the most. I'm totally buying this. I'm totally buying this. She's going to go up there. She's going to go up there wearing, you know, like a T-shirt with her price tags on it. You know, like with all her merch price tags on it. I do like how she said quickie because, you know, you're not going to make it official. You're going you're going in front of everybody. You're mm. testifying in front of everybody. And you're going to say, quickie. You're not going to say, you know, situation, affair. Yeah, well, she wants to, she wants to, you know, embellish it. But, you know, like I said, the only thing with her is that she, the the Trump lawyer would just say, well, you've changed your story a couple of times here. <laughs> which which one is it? You know, and uh, if this actually did happen and you were so honest then why were you willing to take $130,000 to keep your mouth shut? Uh-huh. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, but, you know, but again, it's paying off for her because now she gets to talk to Pierce Morgan for what that's worth. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm but telling you, right. the people that are hitting the knees right now and thanking God and lighting candles, CNN, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, now they got st- they, they they now have stuff to joke about, You're- which means we're going to overlap. The tr- it's going to be the over and under on Trump jokes. You know, go to your favorite sports betting site. You can bet the over and under on Trump jokes. No NFL to worry about this week. That's true. Let's do Trump jokes. You, you can make a bet on the cold opening for SNL. That, yeah. it, that's definitely going to be I can't it. Watch SNL. I got to tell you, I, I feel I feel the same way. It's not characters anymore like it used to be with like Dan Aykroyd. Just kill Trump. Uh huh. Well, you know, it, it, it's the thing about Saturday Night Live. It's like people want it to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just yeah, everyone is not. All right, all right. well, we I, hope it'll be good again. I, I feel that way with me and my mom. My mom and I watch it. You want it to be good? We, we want it to be good because we'll yeah. watch a couple of the clips on YouTube and it looks promising. But then, like, you'll watch a couple of them and you're saying to yourself, like, oh, man, they're, they're, well, they're pushing a couple of things. The you average know? person can't hate either side that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have the time to just spend. I mean, you may disagree with something. You may not like some somebody's yeah. politics, or you may disagree with one side or the other. But do you really have the time to hate them for ninety minutes or for an hour? You know, and that's after a while, it just gets it gets it gets tiring. It gets I, boring. I miss the SNL where it was funny. You know, <laughs> yes, where we just we just went down the middle and just made fun of everybody and had made you laugh without having you worrying about if you were to offend your political affiliation by cracking a smile. Yeah, ex- well, here's the thing for me: it's about the original characters. If you look back on SNL audition tapes, like Dan Aykroyd, it's all about how he's doing six or seven different impressions. That was funny. Now. It's either, you know, can you do this impression of this politician? Can you do this guy? Can you do this guy? How is your Trump? How we had Bob DeBono in last night yeah. who praised Trump all over the country, all over the world. And he was telling me he's turned down gigs because he said, you know, I looked at the material and they were just so nasty that I didn't want to do it. Uh, they're not funny. And I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. What else we got? All right. So... Apparently, the New Jersey accent can be difficult to understand in other countries. Get out. Yeah, right? It's difficult to understand on my phone. (laughs) Siri has no idea what I'm talking about when I tell them anything. Are you serious? I am serious, yes. So, 
Family Destination Guide polled 3,000 families and found New Jersey accent is the seventh most misunderstood accent when traveling abroad. Behind number three, New England states, mm-hmm. two southern states, and New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold you got on. it. All right, hold on. Uh, before, I, before I put this guy on, I just got to ask one question. hell are you doing here? It's you in Ambler. What's up? Yo, Trev, really quick. Um, my call tonight, I call you a lot of times, man. You yeah. know, we, we fool around and we enjoy everything and everything. But my message tonight is to the people that are listening, happy Easter and, you know, happy Passover. You know, Steve, we need religion more now than we ever have in this country, dude. Absolutely. Are you all right? You sound a little hoarse. No, I know. I got this thing today. I think I have allergies. I don't know. Oh. Pollen's coming. Yeah. You're, aller- it's a, you're allergic to something, like chocolate bunnies. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to wish everyone a very happy Easter Passover. And, you know, Steve... We joke around a lot. You're, you're, you're great. Your show with all the comedians. You know, dude, this is our country. This is what we love. But you know what? We are being, we are today in this country, we are being brutalized, man. Yeah, but you know what? If anybody can get out of it, it's us. I got to hit a break. You happy Easter to you too and your beautiful wife. Thank you, sir. You got it, pal. Oh, you can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What do you do with $30,000? Whatever you want. Make those dreams come true. Listen weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Call big dreams. We have big money. The new $30,000 Jersey Cash Code contest is on New Jersey 101.5, and so is Pete in Ewing. What's up, kiddo? Oh, sure. You know, I just can't say it on air. Oh, we're going to do it. All right. What else is new? You want to know uh, what I'd do with $30,000? What would you do with $30,000? I'd make sure our our great guy from 101.5, Steve Trevelis, gets a bonus. There we go. There we go. That's why I put you on. See, you're a smart man. All right. Uh, can you say that again? I couldn't hear you. Yeah, really. I like <laughs> that. See, see and, and he's and he's astute and he pays attention. That's very good. Oh, I mean, that's the only thing I pay is attention. See I don't that? know about my bill. I like this. Pretty but, soon uh, he's going to be a two drink minimum. That this guy. Yeah. Huh? All right. What else you got? Uh, that's a loaded question. I want to tell um, you. I want to tell you, <laughs> guys. I just really want to say, I hope you enjoy your time with your family this weekend. You too, my friend. Hey, thank Happy you. Happy Easter, pal. Thanks, guys. You got it. All right, what else we got? The Bloomfield Public School District is giving back three unused snow days to students and parents in 2023. Really? Yeah. So, and they're actually pretty good days off. Why are they giving them unused snow days? Uh, because, you know, it's... They it's, just feel like it? Yeah, well, it, I mean, you have to have like a certain amount of school <clears throat> days. Right. So I'm guessing because they didn't use those snow days, they could just take those days off. So what days are they giving them? They're giving them pretty warm days, actually. Friday, May 26th. Right. Tuesday, that's May... That's a four-day Memorial weekend. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, Yeah, Tuesday, May 30th, and Monday, June 26th. 
like what's good, June 26th? That's right around like the last day of school. Oh, all right, so, all right. Yeah, so like, they're taking them off the last day yeah, of school. So you're like, getting out of school earlier. This actually happened to me when I was younger. It, it was like way. They just back wanted when, to get rid of you. That's right. <laughs> Everybody else had to go to school. <laughs> Rob, we're gonna give you a four day week. Oh, thanks, teacher. Okay, <laughs> Believe me, I I would love that. Uh, I but for that. <laughs> like, but still, like, this is one of those things where it makes you think. Like, eh, would would I want a snow day, or would I want something like this where? You can have one of these days where you're just outside the entire day because these are going to be nonstop warm Memorial Day type of days. Yeah. I'd rather have that than a snow day. I'm going to be honest. No, I always liked the idea. We were talking about some other days that they could give the kids off instead. It's like the day after the Super Bowl. There's no yes. snow day. Give yeah. the day after the Super Bowl off. You know, that would be a good one. Or like when uh, back that was the Super Bowl and had the Eagles won. <laughs> had the Eagles won. Daddy, you Sorry, I didn't mean to joke. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. Had that happened, I would have said they should have given an offer. Get this, the parade. Okay, then I quit as your son. Had that happened, I would have said, yeah. But now they get these extra days. So it's good that they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, they Because now these extra days will come in handy in uh, September. Hey, uh, before we go, I just going to say one thing. Great job by you. Thank you. And happy Easter, my friend. Thank you. You as well. You got it. You too. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.